You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to a Locked On crossover. We're looking ahead to the Bills and Texans Sunday. For those who don't know my voice, I'm Locked On Texans host Robert Land, along with Locked On Bills host Kevin Massar. And Kevin, can a two and three record look any different for two teams? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? I, I I don't really I don't know. It's been it's been a wild ride here in Buffalo, to say the least. Um, they've had some just some crazy games so far. So I I, I think that this one could be another one. I mean, two and three for you guys, I would assume you guys might be a little bit happy about that here. We're, <laughs> we're in panic mode. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, honestly, for the Bills played, you know, the toughest five games or many considered to be um, so far. So including going to Lambeau, going to Minnesota, um, playing Tennessee, you know, kind of scraping in pretty much many considered to be five playoff teams in a row in Baltimore and, and Los Angeles Chargers. So, you know what? I think anyone would assign two and three because the Bills feel that they have a competitive final 10 games here. So um, it's interesting, definitely. For those who you know don't watch the Bills, you, you don't know a lot of names outside of everybody's watching what's going on with Josh Allen, which we could get to in a little bit. But how are they doing? How, how are they getting the victories that they are? What, what's been the keys to those? You know, it's interesting because the Bills were a team that were opportunistic last year to make the playoffs. Um they did the right things at the right times, and there's no better way to put it. It's not like they had crazy DVOAs or anything that, that would stick out and say, oh, this is X, why they got there, maybe beside LaShawn McCoy last year. But this year, the team's better defensively. I think they're in the top 10 in pretty much every category. Um, they've, they, they took Mariota, shut him down from a guy coming off as uh, AFC Player of the Week. Um, they were pretty good, almost great against uh, Aaron Rodgers. They were really good against Kirk Cousins. Uh, really only struggled against Joe Flacco in week one, but that, I mean, a Nathan Peterman star and the defense just had no chance there. Uh, another just weird game, but the team's doing it opportunistically. They're playing really good run defense. Um, it's just a very solid all around uh, defensive team and just quite doing enough offensively, even though um, they have some major, major issues on the offensive side. One thing that the teams have in common is last year you guys had Brian Gain. This year the Texans, yes. that's their GM. So what, what, what was the feeling of what Brian Gain was doing there with Buffalo? You know, it's interesting because the Bills thought they put together, and no one would have guessed this or known this, um, except for you know, you know maybe the Texans now and a couple of other teams, that they put together an all-star front office staff. Brandon Bean was kind of an unknown coming from Carolina, a guy that – proved to do enough there to help grow their organization, but then put together, you know, a, a team of, to me, a couple of GMs on their squad and, and in games already one that's gotten a look, they plucked some free agents out of nowhere that developed in Jordan Poyer, uh, Mika Hyde, um, you know, pretty much wasn't offered a deal from Green Bay. Now as a stalwart of the, of the, the, you know, the safety tandem drafted Trey White, a guy that's a very much number one, top 10 corner, um, and they've done some great things together. And I was actually really sad to leave him, uh, watch him go. I figured he'd be a GM. I just didn't think after one year um, that he would be. And then the trades these guys were able to make. I mean, they they did a really good job on the trade end and, and Brandon Bean still following suit. They also have Joe Shane, um, not, not to be confused with gain um, from Miami, who they've they really like as well. And then they like their head of scouting who's gotten in GM interviews. I mean, it's a really good front office here. It's probably the Bills' best suit at this point. 
I'll give you our perspective from what's going on with our quarterback, and then you you tell me where where, where you are with okay. Josh Allen. But uh, with Deshaun Watson, uh, last year, of course, it was incredible. I mean, for those who didn't follow up in Buffalo, he was somebody that was scoring 30 a game, average 30 a game in the six games uh, that he started. It, it was uh, just unbelievable offensively. Everything was going right. And then he comes back this year, doesn't play the preseason because they're, you know, well, he plays a little bit, but not much in the preseason. And, and it seemed like it, it got him off to a little bit slow start and he wasn't in a rhythm. And, and for some reason, it didn't seem like O'Brien was running the same offense and doing some of the same things with Deshaun that he did last year. And it, it was terrible. It, it took a while for him to get going. The last couple of games, you're really starting to see the Deshaun that we saw last year. But some of the stuff that he's doing now that he wasn't doing last year, it seems like he's he's taking a little bit too long to hold on to the holding on to the football you know he's not making quick reads he's not doing things in rhythm it, it, it seems like you know it takes him a while to figure out who he's gonna he's waiting for the guy to get open instead of throwing to somebody that's gonna get open uh after the throw and and, and that's something that uh is something i guess he still needs to learn we you know for a lot of us we have to remember that, that you know he's only what 10 11 games into his career at this point sure so uh or 12 games or whatever it is he hasn't even played a full season's worth of games but the thing about Deshaun uh, that really concerns us, and they talked about it a little bit on Sunday Night Football. If you watch the game, uh, it was very obvious that he's taken way too many hits. Last year, he looked more like Russell Wilson. You know, he was getting down when he needed to get down. You know, he was avoiding a lot of the punishment while still running, while still being elusive, while still hanging out in the pocket. Now, it's like he waits to the last second. He absorbs the hit or he takes off running and he tries to run people over instead of just like, okay, I'm going to get down, live to fight another day. So that's the concern because we got to get, we got to keep him upright. Now with Josh Allen, I know you guys have somebody that uh, he could take some hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most bills fans remember the Patriots um, Texans game last year with um, that shootout with Watson. Um, and I think that he's pretty well regarded here, honestly. I mean, we, we, we are used to a scrambling quarterback. I mean, we went from Tyrod Taylor, guy that took a bunch of hits. Um, and yeah. then, you know, obviously Josh Allen is, I guess for your Texans listeners are, is way more athletic than you would ever guess for a guy of his size and, and, and stature to be. He's very, very athletic. He is not afraid to run. He has three rushing touchdowns already this year. Um, it's honestly been one of the best parts of his current game. So that's something to take note of Josh Allen's. I mean, it does not have a receiving core. There's no other way to put it. I mean, if you look at the Bills' biggest weakness, it's their receivers. They traded for Kelvin Benjamin and expected him to be the guy. He's been poor. Um, they're they're playing, you know, their second round pick in Zay Jones, who hasn't been very good. He's been a little bit better um, lately. He's been an okay receiver, and they're playing guys like Andre Holmes and and a couple of other names that you know, Robert Foster, an undrafted free agent, and a six round pick in Ray Ray McLeod. Um, it's just not very good right now. And I could totally see the bill completely overhauling the entire, except Zay Jones, the entire receiving core next year. Uh, he just does not have anything there beside LaShawn McCoy in the backfield. Chris Ivory has been, been catching a few balls and Charles Clay. I mean, you, you have a major issue there and he's, he's been taking sacks and it's not necessarily offensive line fault. And sometimes it's not his fault. Um, it's just, there's just zero people getting open. And, and that's been his biggest challenge is he's was said to have no supporting cast in Wyoming. That's one of the biggest 
pros to why you drafted Josh Allen. As you said, he's playing at Wyoming. His numbers and accuracy don't quite matter. He, he doesn't have any NFL level, uh, level caliber talent there. Um, you know, playing against a you know really poor offensive line and a really poor set of you know receivers comes into Buffalo and has about as poor of a receiving core as he can get. So that was interesting the way to build their team here. Um, but Josh Allen, he's developing. I think most Bills fans would still tell you that he's done a little bit more than they thought he would at this point. They weren't even sure he'd win the job. Should have had it from day one instead of week two. Um, but he's a guy that's you know two and two. I mean, that's better than a lot of starts to many Bills players' careers. Um, and they're, I would say most people in Buffalo are, are still very cautiously optimistic that um, he's going to lead this franchise beyond just a couple of years here. So, I mean, I think that that's the general consensus. And I think it's interesting. Do you think that these injury concerns with Watson are real? I, I see the sports betting line going crazy right now. I see uh, reports of his chest injury. I mean, what's going on there right now with Watson? Uh, I don't think there's anything to, to talk about yet, but but you okay. never know. I, let me get into it in a little bit. But first, I just want to remind everybody that you can get all of your NBA previews this week at Locked On NBA, six teams a day, five days a week, uh, 30 teams previewed from the local experts of Locked On NBA. Don't forget to follow Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or you can even tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. And if you think you can make some money off this Texans-Bills game, hey, you'd like to put a few bucks on it, then go ahead uh, to mybookie.ag. <laughs> Remember who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years, have great reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use. And, you know, we can only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why we're urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player per, player perks in the biz. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. To activate the offer, visit MyBookie online today. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And if you wait till 6 p.m. 7 Eastern, you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKDOWN25. So go ahead, wait till after dinner, take the extra money. Remember, MyBookie, you play, you win, that you get paid. Yeah, we were talking about Deshaun Watson's health and... You know, I never say never what's going on during the week because I don't know if you remember what happened last year, Kevin. Everything was fine after the Seattle game and everything's, you know, during the week, it's all going well. And Deshaun doesn't get hit in practice. He like turns the wrong direction. And the next thing you know, he's he's out for the season. We're like, what happened? Mm, he get hit man. in practice? What, what? You know, it wasn't, you know, he said no contact in practice and he, he's out for the season. So, you know, I, I you know, who knows? But I would say at this point, He's okay. I mean, you know, that's what we're getting from the Texans anyway, and that's all I could go by. Right. I mean, it's something that is interesting. I think that they're generally I don't pay attention or notice anything injury related at this point, especially when we're recording here. But when I see the line going crazy and I have no idea why, and then I I think it was a a, a radio host there that said he had that chest injury. Um or needed some attention on the sideline last week for a potential lung injury. I mean, that's what got most Bills fans like, hey, what's going on up there or down there, I should say. I mean, what what's happening? And I don't know. I think it's just a crazy storyline to follow this week, right? I mean, it, it's unusual, but I, I think uh, it, it's a it's a good 
thing to happen if he isn't hurt just to remind them that, hey, this is something that needs to be addressed. And, and, and Deshaun needs to understand that. And I don't know why it's been different this year. Like I said, last year, you know, he was doing his best to stay healthy. Do you think, you know, Josh Allen is going to be the type of guy that maybe has a better ability to en- endure those hits? I mean, we think we think Cam Newton can, but even Cam Newton's human. I mean, he can pull, pull out the Superman all he wants to, but even that guy has gotten banged up and it's mattered when he's taken these. I mean, it's the NFL. These guys hit yeah, hard. I mean, Look, the Bills were looking for someone like Cam Newton. Their whole front office is from Carolina. Um, They were scouting when they were looking. They were scouting for guys that can take hits. The number one value on this Buffalo Bills team and will be as long as this coaching staff is around from Carolina is – are you available? They will cut this Bills teams will cut you if you're out um, for an extended amount of time, unless you're an all star. They will cut you. Uh, we've seen it through roster decisions, even medi- medium level players, guys that I think should make rosters were cut or let go. They need your availability. So they're only that's how they draft. They're only drafting players that generally don't miss time. And they're building their quarterback positions specifically with Josh Allen, a guy that jumped over Anthony Barr. um, And it was ridiculous for like seven yards in the air. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, he can take some hits and he does a really good job of getting down for a rookie. So of all the warts he has currently, he's been okay at taking hits and he hasn't really shown an ability to take the bad hits that even Tyrod Taylor did um, here in Buffalo. So I think that he's doing the right thing in that portion of the game. Uh, but like you said, like Cam Newton, I mean, that's kind of who they, they, they envision Josh Allen being uh, with his accuracy issues. Um, even he can, he can take hits and, and, and need to put in a quarterback. And that's why you saw the bills go out and get uh, Derek Anderson today um, to really be their backup quarterback instead of Na- uh, Nathan Peterman, a complete flop failure. Bills fans are, would you say pretty good about Josh Allen? They, they at this point there, there's no buyer's remorse on that. Yeah. <sighs> I think more so than we thought that, yeah, they're pretty good on the pick. Um, They're pretty defensive to the national media when, you know, this guy's only being evaluated on four games so far of his career. Um, I think for the most part, you will you won't see much buyer's remorse, but it is still pretty prevalent that uh, the Bills had no chance at Darnold and because of how good they played last year, no chance at Darnold and or uh, Mayfield. Um, so it was him or Rosen. So there is some competition there. And I think, honestly, the biggest thing the Bills fans even have to say is is Patrick Mahomes, who the Bills traded out of last year to get Trey White and this pick uh, this year. Um, you know I mean, so that's kind of been the challenge where we had that pick. That was our pick. Uh, we needed a quarterback. But look, the Bills front office switched over. They didn't even have gain yet. Um, the coaching staff was just in place. The, the entire, you know, the GM's gone. I, you just, you weren't going to draft the franchise guy uh, where Patrick Mahomes went or even Watson. I mean, that's kind of some correlation there because obviously Watson went just a couple of picks later. Um, both guys, I think, are more comparable to Allen than, say, the two in the top of this draft. Bills had no shot at either. So I think there there isn't really any buyer's remorse. We'll, we'll pay attention to Rosen a little bit more than we should. We'll pay attention to probably Watson and definitely Mahomes. So that's the only thing going on here in Buffalo. Um, I mean, how about there? I mean, is there was Watson the right pick? Is there any any thinking they should have gotten up higher to get Watts or Mahomes? So, I mean, what's how's how's the feeling there after pretty much spending a similar pick last year on, on the quarterback of Houston? I think the fans are still in love with Deshaun Watson, okay. and, and I feel like they're they're happy to have a quarterback that can go out there and win a game for you for the first time in the franchise's history. I mean, Matt Schaub 
to me, and I think to most Texans fans, was just a game manager and a guy that Gary Kubiak was able to system up and 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 kind of get, get, give uh, some good offensive numbers uh, for that for that period of time. But I mean, the thing that the one thing that we're concerned about, and more than anything, and I think if there if there is one huge red flag, and I, I, there's there's no question, I think the fans' ire right now is really up on Bill O'Brien because I, I don't know about everybody else, but I know I felt like this team had Super Bowl type talent um, if they could stay healthy. And last year, that everything went wrong health wise, and this year it, it hasn't been bad. Although there's been some some losses in some places where they couldn't afford to have losses like cornerback, which has been, <laughs> been a huge issue and they didn't come in with enough depth, but Bill O'Brien right now, he's public enemy. Number one. I mean, what, what do you feel like uh, Sean McDermott is what, what's his future? Is he the guy that can take the bills to a super bowl someday? It's a highly contested topic here because he's been the most interesting coach I've seen in Buffalo. Uh, he's a guy that has won with limited talent. Many even national media guys will tell you that. Um, he picks, he hand selects his culture players. Um, they've tried to trademark trust the process. They've gotten in a fight with the Philadelphia 76ers over it. He's a guy that is just more willing to take, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, no injuries. He wants the guys that are available. He wants the, you to buy in. Um, and Bills' his defense a very specific, very specific way. I mean, while the team's winning, I think that Bills fans are over arms. They just love the guy. Um, but sometimes when they're losing, he'll go up there and give you the most Bill Belichick style of press conference. And, you know, to, to Bill Belichick's credit, has multiple Super Bowls. Sean McDermott's made one playoff appearance. Um, but we'll go up there and say kind of the most vanilla, you know, trust the process quotes ever kind of bothers um, Bills fans. But there's such a, he has such a cult following here. Ended the Bills playoff drought. Uh, it's two and three, like you mentioned, to start the show. Many, including National Media, thought they'd be 0 5, honestly, to this point. Uh, I don't. I didn't even hear any 1 and 4s. Bills fans probably were thinking 1 and 4, 2 and 3 at the best. So they're kind of at that top end of the spectrum for the, the, the tough schedule that they had. And many Bills fans are looking at this like, I don't know the health of Watson. I don't know what's going on in Houston uh, right now. They, they, they're coming off of two big wins. But the Bills are, are very much so. They took a win against the Titans in a position to say if somehow they can take out the Houston game. Um, and then they're, you know, they have to play Indianapolis and then a couple of, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins. They're in position to, to, to be there right in the wild card race again. So for the talent level, let me tell you, Sean McDermott is very well respected here um, it, for and, and having one hundred million dollars and 10 draft picks. So for next season. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism here. And the one thing that sticks out to me is I expected the Texans to be at least three and two, four and one at this stage uh, when I did my early looks through their through their schedule. What's happening defensively or or yeah, I guess even offensively? What's prevented them from, you know, why do they have a losing record right now? Oh boy, that that's a longer story. Yeah, let me say that. <laughs> give, us, give us the uh, the uh, the quick version for our Bills fans who were looking at this like they look pretty talented to be two and three. Yeah, let me let me tease that. Come back to it. I also want to get get your thoughts on just the matchup this Sunday. But just remind everybody if you're enjoying Locked On Texans or Locked On Bills, tell your friends, support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers, and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. And don't forget that uh, we got to talk about our partners at Vivid Seats because you don't ju- just want to watch the Texans or Bills from home when you can be at NRG Stadium or what is it? Is it New Era Stadium up there? Is that right? Yeah, New Era, New Era Field. Yeah, you can be there in person thanks to Vivid Seats. They offer great prices for NFL games, live events, 
all sorts of stuff. And our listeners receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer. Just uh, you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. Again, it's all one word. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more for new customers. It's a great way to save money the next time you go to a game or any live event for that matter. And Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. All right, Kevin. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the Texans. And, and really, it's it's red zone is the other discussion this week. And it's been the discussion, I think, as the year has gone on. They've had all sorts of problems in the red zone. I mean, if you watch the Monday Night Football game, they were inside the five, five times, one touchdown, three field goals. And then they you know, famously went for it on that last one at the one-yard line at the end of the half. They couldn't get in, so they got nothing out of that. And, you know, Deshaun is 13 for 35, uh, inside the twenty yard line in the red zone, it's it's not good. He's got to be better. Again, that's making the quick decisions because you can take time, but the, when the field's shortened up, uh, you know you don't have time to look at the defense and all that sort of stuff. So you know the defense, the biggest problem is is the cornerback. The secondary has been an issue. The safeties a little bit better this year, but uh, the cornerback situation is pretty bad. They're going to have to fix that probably in the off season. And then to top it off, you know, right before we recorded, I, we found out that Kayvon Webster, who they signed uh, right at the end of the, actually right at the end of the preseason. Uh, and he finally comes back after three or four weeks being on the injured list. He lasts not even a series against the Cowboys. And now he's on the IR. So that was the guy that they were counting on for a little bit of help uh, with some of the injuries that they've had at cornerback. So it's pretty bad. And it it was something that was weak going into the season. Uh, Defensively, that's the big problem because J.J. looks like the old J.J. Clowney's starting to come on after a really terrible start. Uh, He he didn't play at all in the offseason because of injuries and uh, there was a little bit of back and forth uh, recently with about, you know, not back and forth, but mostly Clowney wasn't happy about that situation. But um, you know, the thing with the Texans is, you know, it's just a matter of when they get inside the 20, they got to figure out a way to get some touchdowns because the offense, especially the last couple of games, you know, they've been moving the football. So that's not been the problem. It's just, you can't, you can't afford three points, three points, three points. And that's, what's been going on. I mean, if, let me put, let me ask you this much. If the bills are going to have a chance to win this game, what do they need to do against the Texans? I think the biggest thing for the Bills to win this game would be running the football. I mean, what was really interesting, and I just talked about this with my emergency lockdown Eagles podcast that I just had um, uh, due to potential trade rumblings with LaShawn McCoy, would be that the Bills in in a four-minute situation down two um, and with a rookie quarterback, they had a last-minute run-the-ball drive. I've never seen this before in my life, no matter who's played – quarterback no matter who's been the bills running back or really on a lot of teams the bills came out and just said we're going to run the ball every play here um, and get as far down the field as we can they ended up getting into very much steven hauschka's um field goal range to win the game against the titans and josh allen led a game comeback drive technically uh, his first um of potentially many so i think they're going to play the same way that they played the titans uh you know they we're told that Marcus Mariota would throw all over him, that he's coming off of his great AFC player of the week vote and um, that, you know, he's going to pretty much win handedly. Uh, the Bills have been double digit underdogs in many, many games this year. It's been interesting and r- really funny note. The Bills are kind of two 
heckle and jibe. They've uh, won by 20 plus. They've lost by 20 plus. And and the, uh, last week against the Titans was the first time they've played a one possession game. Whereas the Titans have played in all one possession or excuse me, the Texans have played in all one possession games. So that's, you know, kind of a tale of a lot of different, you know, the, the Texans seem to keep every game close. The Bills can get you, give you their absolute best and then their absolute worst. So they need to run the ball, control the clock and play sound defense. That's that's how it comes. I mean, if they play, if they hold Watson to under 21 points, the Bills will have a fairly decent shot to win this football game. The Texans, I mean, it's, it's not about urgency because this team knows it's we, we got they got to win every game after the way they started the year. And, and, and this one is, of course, a must. Because no offense to the Bills fans listening, but it's the Bills, and you and you you gotta uh, take care of business against them at home. But um, you know, I, I would say I'm not gonna predict and say, oh, the Texans will win the game because I've done that too many times and gotten burnt. But the Texans <laughs> right. obviously should win this game, and, and the only way they lose it in, in my mind is you know they, what they did against the Titans. They had just some weird freak play, like when they lost to the Titans, it was a, a punt fake that turned into a touchdown as long as there's not some crazy special teams play like that and the special teams play for the Texans has been a lot better this year they got a new special teams coordinator has made big improvements I wouldn't expect that to happen again but something like that happening you know turnovers that you wouldn't expect um, the Texans have been fairly decent at taking care of the ball except for the occasional times where Deshaun you know, wants to risk it and he'll go down the field and throw into double cut because he trusts DeAndre Hopkins with, you know, catching everything, which why wouldn't you? But sometimes you just, you know, throw it away, get to the next play. But I mean, the Texans offensively should be able to score. Um, Hopefully they can fix the red zone. Hopefully that's all they've been working on all week long is fixing the red zone stuff, because as long as they can do that, I think they can put the ball into the end zone. I think they can go up, up and down the field with the weapons that they have. And they've got weapons this year, Kevin. I mean, people are talking about DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller, when that guy's healthy, um, and and he's been healthy for a couple of games this year, uh, fully healthy, he's uh, become a fantastic receiver. I mean, I, I think he could be top 10, top 15 receiver in the NFL when he's healthy because he's got the speed. He now has the hands. That was the big question mark for him coming out. And then they've added a slot receiver that they've never had in the Texans' history in Kiki QT who's already racked up, you know, over 150 yards in his first couple of games, uh, touchdowns. He's doing everything. I mean, he's a guy that Deshaun trusts. He was great in minicamp and OTAs, and then he missed all the preseason. He missed the first three games of the season, and he's back, and they've won two games. So that tells you uh, what he could do for him. But, yeah, the Texans, they, they should win this game. If if it gets into this defensive battle or weird special teams battle or something like that, that's where it could, that's the only thing that could go wrong for the Texans. That's the only way I see it going awry. And it's interesting because that's the game that Bills will try to draw you into. So they're going to definitely try to draw you into that running game, make Lamar Miller um, be important. I mean, maybe Alfred Blue. Um, you know, I know Miller's coming off of his chest injury, but supposed to be ready to full go. But that's the game that they're going to want to get you into. They're going to do whatever they can to, to shadow Hopkins with White, which is an underratedly really good NFL matchup that I haven't heard talked about too much yet. I'm sure we will towards as we get closer to Sunday. But that's like one of the best matchups in the NFL this week. And, you know, it's coming from two, two and three teams. Um, you know, Hopkins versus White is just an all pro battle. I really, really looking forward to that one. But 
Will Fuller has been one of my favorite players. I wanted the Bills to draft him in the second round, early second, where they were where he was projected. I thought the Texans chose the guy in 2016 that they wanted, you know, a little bit early in my quick opinion, but he's been good and when he's healthy. So um he's a guy that you know, I always root for. I, I watched a uh, season with Notre Dame football, and he was focal point of that show, uh, which is really cool for any Texans fan who hasn't checked that out. But I'm sure you, at this point, you all have from that season. But um, I think that's the game that the Bills are going to draw the Texans into. If they can, it's going to be a. I, I still think a pretty solid football game that could have quote unquote playoff implications, um, as the Bills pretty much played a do or die game this early against the Titans. Another, um, you know, of both of these squads, another potential playoff matchup um you know tiebreaker scenarios and all that jazz but i mean this i think this game's a little bit better than many just because two two and three teams are playing i mean i really think there could be an exciting brand of football um as you know kind of this this season you know gets gets going here's the halfway point look if if bill o'brien can learn how to get the sean to stay upright and get right. get them into the end zone. There's no question the Texans are one of the most exciting teams in the league with Deshaun and DeAndre and Fuller <laughs> and QT and J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney. I mean, there's so many guys that you want to watch when you watch the Texans. It's just, you know, getting the whole thing together and um, maybe under a different coach that this would be the team that everybody would be talking around, talking about around the NFL. But uh, Hopkins... If if people didn't hadn't figured it out, you know, I think there is just like one more exclamation that play in overtime. Just what's so special about that guy? He's just he's amazing, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. That should be a real fun one. I cannot believe Dallas gave you that opportunity after LA goes and and does their thing on fourth down, um, you know, overtime, and Dallas just goes and punts it. I mean, I get like Indianapolis going for it on their own forty. I mean, that's that's crazy um, to me. But when you're on the other opponents. Um, 40, I don't know, man, I think you got to go for it there. So I think that the Texans got it, got a break by him. Um, uh, well, Dallas kind of booting it there. So it was interesting. And then, you know, Hopkins took advantage. So I, I watched that whole game. I, I, it was, it was a fascinating finish. Yeah, instead of, instead of having two coaches out coaching each other, it was like we had two coaches in that game out not coaching each other. So <laughs> That's what it seemed like at one point. And then um, McDermott's interesting. That's, I guess, the final point I'll make is that he uh, he's a guy that generally was conservative, but this year, and, and he's, he's taken it on the chin a little bit, and basically he'll he'll run out. You know, on, It's interesting. He'll, he'll play his team a lot on fourth down. He'll, he'll bring out Josh Allen. And you, we never know, you know, if he's going to actually go for it or not. So I'd watch out for that a little bit, too. When they kind of play with nothing to lose, that kind of makes it a challenge for the home team um, or the I guess the favorite team. More importantly, that, you know, you just he'll go for it on his in his own side of the zone. If it's under two yards, it's it's interesting. Looking forward to it. Always fun to catch up with you. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, it's I'm at HST podcast, which is my Houston Sports Talk podcast. Of course, over there on, on my Houston Sports Talk podcast, talking a lot of Rockets, or talking a lot of Astros, actually. Astros Indians, and uh, now Astros and either Red Sox or Yankees as we're recording this. So uh, a lot in common between me and you, Kevin, up there. And of course, I've, I'm on at Locked on Rockets as well. At Locked on Texans as well. I'm thinking about the Rockets because uh, they're, they're <laughs> on television tonight. My, my friend uh, Ben Dubose also hosts Locked on Rockets. But yeah, at, at Locked on Texans and at HST Podcast. Of course, LockedOnTexans.com is a place to go for everything else. Uh, uh, we're covering the Texans uh, daily over here. You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, my God.